So I was checking out uh, smilemakers.com and they have some new stickers. You might've seen that on our Facebook page, our Instagram, our LinkedIn at dental elements posted some of their, their new stickers. Super cute. I'm a Spider-Man lover myself, but they have Spider-Man, all kinds of uh, superheroes and other, other cute stickers as well. So check out smilemakers.com and uh, use code DAP20 and they will give you 20% off of your entire order. Doesn't even have to be stickers. So thank you, smilemakers, smilemakers.com, DAP20. Uh, check them out. Welcome to the Dental Elements Podcast, the podcast for the dental profession, where we talk about innovation, collaboration, and inspiration, and a little instigation now and then. Today on the show, our guest is Dr. Jack Bayramian, and he uh, immigrated to the United States from Armenia at the age of 12. Didn't even speak English when he arrived, but his love for accelerated learning motivated and influenced him to speak English fluently within a year's time. Wow. He went to dental school at the University of Southern California. And while in dental school, he had the opportunity to visit Mexico on a mission trip with his class. That mission became the catalyst for driving his driving force of his career to focus on children's dentistry and alleviating children's pain and self-consciousness. He would eventually bring smiles to close to 1 million children throughout the United States. Wow. In 2004, he opened his first practice, a kid's dental place. And between 2004 and 2012, he grew his company to eight practices throughout California and Arizona. And by 2013, he began scaling back and restructuring to focus on developing self-managing business operating systems with specific attention to supporting the individual needs of his employees. The systems Dr. Jack developed based on his team building principles grew his organization to 20 million in revenue in less than five years. See, teams do matter. Uh, with, With the creation of optimized practice services, In 2020, Jack is following his passion for team building by empowering other clinicians to transform into business leaders, helping them systemize, scale, and increase the valuation of their practices. He also outlines the strategies and principles he uses in his new book, Extraction. So Dr. Jack is here with us today to talk about optimized practice services, his book, Extraction, but mostly about how he can help you, or maybe, you know, somebody that could uh, use some help and we'll learn a little bit more about Jack. So welcome. Welcome to the show, Jack. Yes. I was just reading your bio and it sounds like you have a lot of great accomplishments coming to the United States without even knowing English and learning so fast in a year. I couldn't imagine that. So you must be a really fast learner, good learner, (laughs) motivated. Out of of necessity, I think we get to do what we must do, right? Um, Yeah. I I mean, I I, I was born in um, Soviet Armenia and, you know, back then it was all, think of being on the other side of the Iron Curtain. So there was just a lot of scarcity and propaganda. And uh, when we immigrated at 12, there was a bunch of opportunity, but yet, you know, you're still in poverty and you have no access to most of the opportunities that you see around you. And, uh, you know, growth was out of necessity. Honestly, it was just looking at what I wanted, looking at what was not capable. And I, I figured early on that education was my only path through and out of poverty. And that's how I actually eventually made it to dental school and through dental school. Yeah, that's great. So you came here at 12 and 
and that's a hard age anyway. That's like one of the worst ages, like the hardest age. I think maybe nine to 12 for boys, but oh my gosh. So, and then, so you had this blessing, you were brought here and so you did you wanted to do really good with it, right? Take yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it really is considering all the, the friends that I grew up with and the limitations that we had back in uh, Armenia and here's this abundance of opportunity. And, you know, now it's, there's no excuses, right? You got to take responsibility and either you do something with it or you, you, you don't. And, uh, I, I think I'm blessed with a massive desire for growth and, and, and curiosity. And I think that's pretty much what's carried me through up until now as well. Yeah, that's, that's great. So you went to dental school. And did you come to Southern California when you first came to the United yes, States? Okay. Yes, yes. And so then you, which part of California did you live in? I lived in Glendale, California. Okay. I, I'm not really familiar right. with that. Glendale. It's very close to Pasadena, actually. It's a small, um, it's a fairly large Armenian cultural community. So it's okay. It's where we moved in directly from Armenia. Okay. Yeah. My mom graduated from high school down in Southern California. So kind of have a little connection there. <laughs> yeah. And so then you went to dental school in, in California as well. You want, do you want to take us up to speed from there? Like, what got you helping the children? I was just like, geez, I don't even know where to start. So you like, you had a passion to help children. It sounds like to keep the, give them. uh, You know, like uh, dental school for me was um, number one, it was tough, but you know, me getting into dental school was, it was not a passion for dentistry that got me through. It was just more like building a career, building financial security and and a path forward. And and I loved biology. I loved sciences. So I figured it's the shortest path (laughs) without doing residency and no responsibility past, you know, your time to go home. It's a good Uh, chances of getting your money back after paying for it, right? That's kind of like hygiene Uh, school. And then uh, when I was there, the first year of dental school, we we there was a mission trip that was organized by by the school, and I I got to participate and went to Mexico and you know just working in a church um, with with children that have never seen dentistry before that they've never had dentistry done before and being able to transform their lives uh, in a way that it's just beyond just the career had a profound impact and I really, really shaped the way I viewed the career. It went from more of a career to now a sense of purpose uh, and uh, opportunity to really serve beyond myself through uh, through the choice that I've made as a, a, a you know part of healing services. That became, that became the pool that actually ultimately pulled me through, you know, multiple other mission trips throughout dental school. And when I graduated, I naturally gravitated to working at a community community clinic here in Southern California. And that became my defining moment of working with children, underserved wow. children, giving them a better opportunity of life. And part of it, I think, resonates with me coming to this country and having very limited opportunities and having my own teeth um, restored first time ever on uh, our Medicaid practice. So I know the challenges, you know, the, the limitations, the belief systems that come with, not just for the kids, but also for the parents. And um, I think there was a lot of compassion and and care that went into the, the choices that I made working with children, working with children, underserved communities. Before I went to high school, we would do volunteer days. Even though I worked up front, I was like, I want to do the x-rays. I just loved helping the, the children. And then as a hygienist, one of my biggest fears actually was talking to the children, you mm. know, <laughs> and then, then they turned out to be my favorite, especially teenagers. I mean, the kids were fun, but teenagers, because you could really like one word, you could change your whole life. And right. so I just asked them what their plans were. And sometimes they didn't sound like they didn't have a choice or they didn't know they had an option. And so I was like, oh my gosh, if I could just take this half hour, hour, whatever I have with them. And even if I don't get their teeth cleaned, if I could change their direction or let them know, it's like, I love that. 
they're impressionable and it's such a beautiful opportunity if it's not missed to really have an impact you know more than just a professional but an impact on the direction of their lives and making sure that you know sometimes in in, in the communities that we work it just doesn't seem like anybody cares and then when you're you know sitting in a donut chair and a person that you respect and they're and they're a professional and they show you that you could also do this you could also build the life that you want it resonates differently and for you know many times just talking to those teenagers and showing them that you know I too was sitting in your you know where you are right now and you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you decide that you want to be anything you can be and um, I'm and I hope I, I serve an example for that it's it's a beautiful thing to have the transformation especially a big scary dentist you know because <laughs> you know as kids it's like oh my gosh a doctor a dentist so I probably totally looked up to you and then to to have you tell them that you're a human being and you know get to their level and their age it's like wonderful to show them that that they have opportunities as well so of course tell me about your oh team building principles and your organization because i'm all about team building yeah i don't know if there's any other way right <laughs> right i know <laughs> you could try yeah. but it's not going to be fun right um, you know, a part of that, I, I think I bought my first practice six months out of dental school. So I was, you know, so committed to building something that um, allowed me the maximum flexibility and freedom to serve the way I wanted to serve and treat the way I wanted to treat all aspects, the environment, as well as um, the experience that we provided besides just dentistry. And um, three months into my practice, my office manager abruptly quit. And, and with it left everything. I mean, I didn't know how to bill. I didn't know how to schedule patients. I didn't know how to uh, run the practice management system. And um, you know, I had to learn fast. You know, we were, the practice was grown. We were seeing a lot more new patients every single day, but the, the cash flow was diminishing. And um, we, I would literally practice during the day and transform the operations, learn the billing, read the Dentrix manuals, uh, and we ultimately digitized the practice, understood the reporting. But, you know, I had the systems down. But most importantly, it's the the teamwork was something that uh, was either you make it or you break it. Right. And it's easy when you're in one practice, you could you could lead by example because everybody follows your lead. You're in the same room. They, You know, it's easy to train. But when, you know, we scaled beyond one practice i opened the second location that's where leadership and team building became essential uh, your you system, know, so, yeah so in hindsight would you say that was a blessing to have that happen one hundred six months i mean at the time sure 100 I mean, wow what a blessing it's it allowed me the greatest growth opportunity uh, i made a lot of mistakes early on but that the structure the systems and and uh uh, uh and the, the the monitoring of the health of the practice, getting a sense of a practice pulse and understanding what that really means at every given uh-huh. day and understanding which behaviors we could work on to make improvements became the foundational um, uh, principles that were allowed to, that allowed us to scale and grow and, and expand. Uh, but teamwork is critical. So the biggest mistake, systems could be fixed. Uh, they could be updated. You know, we have technology. We could, you know, we could integrate um, people uh, and alignment and building great teamwork that is aligned with your values, aligned with your vision. Um, there's connection and understanding of how we want to serve and how we want to treat as one with one voice. 
that was the biggest mistake I've made. Uh, you know, as part of my growth, when we expanded to multiple practices, I had taken on a couple of my associates as partners to just, you know, make sure that, you know, the, the, the vision is executed. They're, they're, they're competent, they're capable, but, um, I don't think we're aligned on our philosophy the way I wanted to treat the patient. So every, you know, I was running around between practice to other practice between two states, and uh, what it just felt extremely difficult to 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 make sure that everybody was aligned on the way we wanted to practice dentistry, and uh, that was the biggest mistake. And uh, the the biggest mistake was not setting clear expectations, not building teams around common values and expressing the vision that we wanted to build together. And um, I had to reset. And that was the biggest reset is I took a break. I said, I can't continue growing this way. Something's got to give, something's got to change. And um, really within six months, I got rid of four partnership relationships. I sold some of my practices. How many practices did you have at this point? I had seven practices in in, in okay. California and in Arizona. Uh, and then I decided to scale back to four practices. Sold all the practices in Arizona, got, you know, bought my partnership shares from one of my other partners and completely reset. And, uh, you know, you're building a practice. I never thought the importance of team building and alignment was going to be a make it or break it. Yeah. And now you could be successful, but completely miserable because you're, you know, the relationships are not right. And that's where I found myself. And if and you're building on that, like you're saying that foundation, another good learning lesson, blessing, right. Kind of is it's just going to crumble. Like you can't build without stopping and restructuring. Like you, so it's- it, it crumbles and you know, you're the only one that is capable of holding the pieces together. And at some point it takes a toll on you internally you know, just your stress level. <laughs> I, I I remember I was at one of the events and um, for sedation, pediatric sedation, and we we're running the monitors and my blood pressure was like 160 over 120. I'm like, what's going on? And they ran it again. They're like, the machine must be broken. They run it again. It's like 120 over uh, 160 over 120. I'm like, that was one of the things that I'm like, wait a minute, I'm yeah. literally killing myself trying this to hold all pieces together. You know, from the outside, you know, we're successful financially, we're growing, we have multiple practices, we're doing well, but on the inside, I was crumbling and my health was, you know, the the health of my own internal pulse was a reflection of that. And that that's what really triggered that this is not worth it. I got to do something different. It's not, I mean, it's not sustainable internally. The ability to set back and really build a foundational team and leadership team around me and uh, who are aligned to understand and we, we could continue to grow together, invest in our own growth and expansion. It was just a foundational piece that allowed us to really scale after that. So how did you do that? Did you hire people specifically for that or did you hire people and then you tra- train them? Because you can't really train people to have the same beliefs, but you can, I guess you could train them. We um, I, I, actually, we elevated everybody up from the organization. Um, you know, we have dental assistants or receptionists who are f- fully committed to serving the way we wanted to serve, that they could connect with our mission. They, they, they had love and compassion for the patients that we were serving. Those are the qualities that I was looking for. You know, the loyalty, the dependability. And then we trained up for the, the, for the capabilities. So we invested a lot in 
developing leaders from within our organization, from dental assisting roles, from receptionist roles, from billing roles, and uh, built our own internal DSO infrastructure and extracted all these roles out of the practices and to a management and leadership role. And that was the greatest blessing wow. for me. It's, you know, investing in people's potential and then seeing that come to life and having kids that grew up in communities that barely had high school education, now leading organizations of over 200 employees, uh, leading us through growth and, you know, in different areas from marketing to finance, to billing, to training, it was a it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, yeah, I love that. So you're able to use your passion for helping children because they're probably still like your children, even though they're they are more mature it's, than them. But you, and you got to raise them up, and that's like what better feeling is there than that? Very well to said. See them succeed, I mean, and, and you succeed as you know as a result, but in more ways than one. And that's literally the legacy for me. I think it's the the the, the people that we've touched and the the opportunities that were presented and how they stepped up and 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 it's like watching your own children, right? We you want them to really actualize their potential, and if you could just coach them and, and be there and hold that space and allow those um allow the opportunity and support for them to realize their goals, that's the most beautiful gift and the most beautiful reward that you could you could achieve. And then they're happy because then that's like it's their baby too. It's like their project, their business. They they really have buy in and they get rewarded for doing good. And yes, they don't feel like it's just clocking in, clocking out. So you give them a sense of purpose besides yes. the paycheck. It has to be. I mean, without a sense of purpose, without sense of meaning, and 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 bigger than themselves, right? Uh, teamwork is 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 a sense of purpose. Coming to work and having fun, and you know, overcoming challenges. But then getting the gratitude and the rewards from the patients because you've, you know, it was difficult, but it was worth it. And, and that becomes the culture that really could withstand everything. Yeah, you don't want it to be easy, but you want to look forward to going to work and have challenges, but be rewarded for them too, for hard Very work. True. Yeah. And so then what, did, what, so how many practices did, did you have then? Do you still have four at this point or did you end up getting more or growing more? So we had four and then we really formed um, kind of our, I didn't even know what a DSO was back then. It was just, I knew what we needed from the experiences of what I didn't have. We need, I needed to have a really, I mean, not only does, I mean, we had great systems and processes, but having the, the teamwork and the leadership around you that could sustain that and lead that where it's not just me anymore. You know, I work directly with our leadership team and my job is to serve them and guide them. And then their job is to serve and guide everybody at the practice level. So we took everything that was not essential, not clinically essential in the practice and we centralized it uh, at, at our headquarters, including our leadership team. And that one decision to really be supported by a leadership team uh, allowed us to go from literally four practices to eight practices, expand to teams and orthodontics in five years. I mean, we went from $5 million to $20 million in revenue in a wow. five-year period with what with, with, with I had achieved in 12 years uh, uh, prior. So, and the most important thing is I was, I think, uniquely in my unique ability role. What I was doing, what I loved to do, supporting, helping, and guiding, and training, and leading, and learning, and supporting our leadership team. And my impact became amplified through them. So they were doing the same thing, hopefully, to the people 
not you know below them or in different positions so different positions so they're sharing like because that's how they were trained that's what they know and so then it just keeps going oh i love it and so you kind of so you had a dso before you even knew what a dso was i had no idea what a dso was i was just building what i needed and you know based on all the pain points that i had previously so it's more like a jbo no (laughs) (laughs) dr jack organization yeah it's fantastic so and then you wrote a book uh so you wrote a book called extraction is that what that's about is Yes. So can you explain that or what your, what extraction means or how you got that name and what your book is about? Yeah, no, extraction is really based on um, a lot of my experiences of growth and transformation and, um, and the wins and the losses. And um, I, I, I would say it's, you know, the essence of extraction is like be willing to extract yourself from anything that's not excellent in your life. It's, it's a growth mindset as well as a, a process uh, that helps you go from, you know, where you want to go from where you are right now and consciously keep extracting yourself from everything that's not working to avoid stagnation, to avoid this, you know, this comparison of status and always be growing. It's that it's the mindset as well as the process. Uh, it, uh, it came out of, I would say right in the middle of COVID uh, when we hit the pandemic and, you know, just running around um, juggling between offices and practices and regulations and all the guidelines. And I, you know, really sensed the lack of leadership in multiple different roles, leadership and, you know, not, not only in government, but in our dental organizations, at a dental board organization, the confusion and everything. And it's like, these are the people that are supposed to lead us through this and nobody can make a decision. Nobody could guide us. And that came like, you know, what we did and how we were able to really transform and get our practices up and running and get our teams back together again and hold everybody together became the foundational, I guess, purpose behind writing the book is like, if I could just transfer everything that I've learned and everything that we've done into, you know, into not only the mindset, but also the principles where anybody could just read it, apply it and understand where they are, understand where they really would love to be. And then follow our process for that uh, for that path to succeed. Mm-hmm. How do we get that book? Well, yeah, it's on Amazon. It, we have a um, hardcover. We also have Kindle and we have an audible version. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to check that out for sure. I'm all about growth and learning. Like, Extractionbook.com. We have a small website on there too. Um, you can have access to the book. What's the website called? Extractionbook.com. Uh, oh, okay. So extractionbook. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. And to share, to see so many people, like you're saying during the pandemic, I couldn't imagine having that many offices and that big of a team, that much responsibility and things are going great. And then, and then realizing <laughs> that there is nobody to look up. To. I mean, there's nobody to there. It's you. Now you're an adult and it's like, you are the person. So like, now it's time to step up, right? And be the leader. Like, Take responsibility and that, and ultimately it's, you know, what leadership is all about is the ability to take, you know, full responsibility for everything that you need to do and not blame and not, you know, yes. not make any excuses. Just take leadership and responsibility and allow your teams to take responsibility of what we can control and, you know, take the Stay next calm and, step. Yeah, make calm, solutions take and take the, the best out of step. it that you can. Yes, and not panic and run around. Unfold from there, you know, you, you can't get paralyzed by the confusion and uncertainty. You got to just get really clear, focused and take the next step forward into your growth. Yeah, and I think having that, uh, besides moving here when you were 12, but having your office manager leave you high and dry, and then having happened to break up with some partners that prepared you. For, so those hard times are, yeah, so if you have hard times, it's like, yes, this is good. Bring Something it on. going to happen. Yes. Learn Bring it on. They're learning Bring times. Bring it on. Yes. Lean into it. It's a blessing. It's, you know, um, 
without that you yeah. know without the growing pains without the discomfort there is no growth so we, you know we always in a moment make a decision are we stepping forward into growth or we're stepping back into safety and when things get challenging that's what we you know if we want to grow we got to lean in that's how we prepare ourselves for uh, bigger and better opportunities in the future yeah and so what so what are you doing now so you wrote this book and are you still practicing uh, dentistry or do you still have I'm the not. I'm not. Actually, we um, in 2019, we actually uh, merged our practices with um, uh, a large DSO. I'm more advisory right now, but uh, what I really wanted to do and part of the reason that we merged was to give me the sense of freedom to start my own consulting and partnership organization to help practice owners and doctors and their teams to really truly optimize their potential. Um, I call it, we, we, we inspire potential. Looking at the greatest opportunities for every practice um, and and providing the clarity and confidence and capabilities for them to truly step in and uh, actualize the true potential for that practice. Okay. So do you work with the entire team or do you work with leaderships or doctors or who do you mainly It, it all depends. With? So our, our level, we, we work with the doctor and their leadership team to, you know, fundamentally to truly, you know, and the same principles uh, of the book extraction that we apply uh, throughout, throughout Optimize, but it's more one, one-on-one basis. And we get to work with, with, with the doctors to apply the principles and, and phase one, no matter what, it's all about their vision. So we want to make sure that we could clarify their vision. If we get to understand what they want, then we could always build uh, the strategy and the project plan and and provide the capabilities and resources to help them execute. Uh, but most, you know, step one, it's all about them. It's about their vision. So getting that very clear is uh, fundamental to everything that we do at Optimize. Okay. And then you kind of share with them what you've learned and what systems um, have worked for you and then decide what will work for them. Not necessarily the same systems, but like you it's said, what customized. their goals are, what who they mm-hmm. are and- Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, that's, I love doing that too. And then pointing out some things that they might not know, like going into um, when I consult practices going in, they don't even, they don't know what they don't know, or they don't even know what the real issue is. Right. And so just going in there listening and watching and observing, you can really tell or diagnose what it's really going on and then try, you know, and then relaying that to them and letting them see that in a different way. And, and, it, and it's so beautiful, as you said, you know, a lot, I, 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 I realized that a lot of the breakthroughs happen by just allowing them to have a, a conversation with their leadership team and, and an open and honest and vulnerable conversation. And most of the time, the solutions come just right out of their own conversations. I you just listen. have to facilitate and, you know, just allow for that to happen. It's so beautiful seeing these aha moments and, 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 having them like step out of the practice and start working on the practice and see clearly see the opportunities that they have if they you know put it into execution and start applying some make some minor tweaks and changes or hire the right person you know sometimes that one key individual can make all the difference it's but you have to step out and see it and um, and as a consultant you know it's it's, it's very rewarding mm-hmm. uh, and 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 super exciting to see those transformations happen and to help them because they're like there's a reason they hire people because they want help or they want to do better and to help them be happy and for their blood pressure not to be 164 oh, over yeah, or you yes. know 140 and so to help them and show them that there's good ways yeah I, I, that, yeah that awesome. sounds like you're doing amazing things and so what makes your company different than like a dso though is it the same kind of thing as a dso or is it more consulting and 
So no, it, it's consulting and also a partnership, a partnership organization. So we consult, uh, you know, we, it all depends on what the doctor wants and what the doctor needs, right? So if they want to accelerate their growth and, and scale beyond one practice, we could do that through consulting. If they want to transition and exit, you know, we could offer um, the partnership model where, where we actually could step in and invest alongside and help grow and uh, transition that practice. If they want to just get together with a bunch of friends and form their own DSO and transition and exit, we could help them do that through. So it all depends on whatever the needs and whatever the vision for the doctor is. Um, I believe we have a solution that fits uh, that fits anything that they want. But the most important thing is they they have to know what they want. As long as we know what they want and we can get that clarity, then we can provide the services and support that they need. But if they don't know what they want, I'm sure you could that's, help that's them in, show them some ideas, right? Yeah, <laughs> and that's you know usually it's built around we have a full day of vision day, just clarifying the vision and understanding exactly what where they want to go with the, with, with their practice, what serves them. How many days they want to work? What is transition? Their life plan, like? right? Yeah. Their life plan. Now, honestly, yeah. you know, you spent so many years and and sacrificed so much to build a practice. Now it's time for the practice to serve you. And unless you could see what that looks like, unless you're open to the possibilities of how the practice could serve you, you know, this this phase of your life, then you know you keep doing the same thing over and over again, and then have a kind of a crappy transition, and it's over. Um, there's beautiful possibilities and opportunities out there that um, if they know what they want, we could actually guide them through that process. And if they're thinking about retiring or selling, it's kind of like a good sitcom. You want to, you want to go out at the top, right? So you want to keep them good and energetic and successful and not wind down. And you don't, I mean, you, you, you want to transition with excitement. You want to transition on an upswing Mm -hmm. And it's never fun to transition, whether stagnation or the practices and decline. Um, nobody wins. You know, you get, yeah. you get the least out of the practice. There's no energy. The teams are not really excited. So if we could help keep them engaged, no matter what their goals are, when, no matter how they want to transition, keep them engaged and really take 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 advantage of the unrealized potential for the practice and, yeah. and put them through the alternative exit, whatever they want. I mean, they could they could exit fully. They could exit. Um, they could partner and exit transition slowly. They could take a few days off from practicing and be a passive investor in the practice and continue earning. It all depends on what fits their lifestyle goals in the future. All these opportunities are possible. Where before it was just you know you build a practice, you potentially maybe find an associate and you exit your practice to an associate and you're done. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. I think the practice has a way more potential of serving past a certain age and past a certain goal that were never a reality before for us. Yeah. You know, I'm just really grateful to be here. I, I, I love the opportunity to have this conversation and connect and expand and, you know, offer guidance and support in any way that we can. Uh, I think just a big takeaways for, for me as a message to anybody that's listening is, be very clear, you know, find clarity of what you really want. Begin with an exit the exit in mind, meaning begin with an end in mind. Always know what, what that exit looks like. Even if you're not ready to exit, have an understanding because you could build towards that. And if you can, get coaching. 
you know, there's there's a lot of power and clarity that could come from coaching, you know, see the blind spots, take advantage of opportunities, be challenged, hold us accountable so we can really step up and become our, our, our fullest potential that we can. That's kind of the essence of what I would like to transition and share. And I really appreciate the time. Yeah. Well, I love hearing your story. Yeah. I, I could talk to you for forever. Like I love what you're doing. You sound like a, you're, you're doing good things and helping everybody. So I'm glad that um, we're able to share your message and your website. What's your website? Is it under the extraction as well? Or is that your, it's, it's under your company's uh, name, right? Yeah, Optimize practice optimized, services. Yeah. Okay. Optimizeps.com ps.com. Okay, great. And we'll put those that in the show notes and then also on the website rootyouon.com. So it's easy to find your bio and then connect with you. And I like to follow up and see how, see where you are later too, and help support you. you. I love what you're doing. I really, I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to connect. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Check us out YouTube. Also, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are there as well. And the website rootyouon.com, where you can find all of the episodes as well as uh, all of the guests and bio. So even if you're not listening to the episodes, if you want to go there, you can kind of go by topic and connect yourself with some other professionals who might uh, be able to assist you or you might be able to assist them. So check it out. Thanks for listening or watching. 